You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. Very serious. This is the Mandatory Samson Podcast, coming to you live from Stand Up New York Labs in New York City. Hi, everyone. My name is Chris Flannery. I am joined across the table from me by my good friend, Andrew Genalosi. I kind of stumbled over my words there. That was embarrassing. Uh, yeah. Andrew Genalosi, welcome. Uh, little Joe Herrera producing the show. Good to What's have going you. going on? Oh, look at this guy. And guys, making his triumphant return to the program today, my great friend, Joseph Noe, thank you for having me back. Oh, re- wow! That's yeah. so. That's how you're gonna. <laughs> that's how you're gonna return to the show. You're yes. just gonna let it fall flat. Okay, yes. terrific. Uh, Joey, we love you. We're, we're glad to have you back here. I'm yeah. glad to be back. Um, any thoughts about you know uh, being uh, back on the show? What are yeah, you I'm very happy to, to be back. I just needed some time off to get healthy. Right. I feel much better now, and I'm looking at this uh, soundboard again. Are you? Yeah. 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 You pointed out before we started that you can actually kind of reach over and touch it. I'd rather you don't. I won't. God, I want you. What? <laughs> what? Why would you say that? That is so bizarre. <laughs> what a weird thing to say right off the top of the show. Yes, it is. Um, Joey, I, I love you. I'm glad you're back. We oh, missed you. you. And um, let me ask you this. Did you listen to any of the shows while you weren't here? I think you missed maybe three shows. I, I did not know. All right. That's fine. I, I'm going to go back and listen to them. Uh, we had Edward Erickson from the Stamp Stampede on. We interviewed him. That was a great that's show. Awesome. Uh, yeah, that's the one you should listen to. I definitely, definitely. will. <laughs> it's just good to have you back, Joey. I missed you. Uh, listen, everybody, we have a great show on tap today. We're going to get into some updates um, on some past stories that we've covered. We, I also have something from WikiLeaks involving the United States and France, oh, nice. which is very interesting. We also are going to revisit something with our old pal Taylor Swift. Uh, she got into a little bit of a thing with Apple this week, and she prevailed. Taylor Swift was the winner in that uh, little confrontation. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, well, that's something we're going to get into. We're also going to get into uh, the president of the United States, Barack Obama, was on the WTF podcast with Mark Marin this week. Oh, nice. Uh, which is just a cool thing as a podcast studio, such as... Have you listened to it? Yeah, I listened to the whole interview, yeah. Joey? I have not. No. Okay. Um, you check it out. Yeah, we'll get into it's a, a little... Yeah, it's a fun episode. Yeah, it's definitely a good episode. Yeah. Um, it's something we're going to get into. And obviously, he dropped the N-bomb. He uh, did. Was it in during context, the Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's well it within context. Oh, I hope per- so. made perfect sense. We're not going to get too crazy into that, but I, I do want to bring it up specifically to play a Fox and Friends clip oh, nice. where they don't know anything about podcasting, about Mark Maron, and they speculate some stuff about Obama saying the N-word they need to uh, stop at inappropriate times. Well, that's all they do. Yeah. Uh, that's their whole game. Also, at the end of the show, we set aside time. We're going to talk about um, some of the details of the Charleston shooting that took place. We're going to get into a debate about this Confederate flag thing where they're, mm-hmm. they're talking about taking the Confederate flag down. And we're going to be joined, actually, uh, by our friend Aaron Friedman. Uh, he's going to come on. He texted me this week. He said that he wanted to 
argue about this and i said sure come on the show i i wouldn't say argue i, I would say he wanted to have a conversation well he literally this. said he wants to argue oh really yeah. he so said, okay yeah, he said okay. argue so we'll get him on the show and if you guys remember i mean it was a while ago that we had aaron on we had him come on and talk about hockey that was a bit where aaron yeah. was going to talk about hockey and he doesn't bit. doesn't yeah. know anything about hockey i thought that was funny this is actually going to be aaron talking as aaron and okay know, so, so no not, bit no it's not a bit we're actually okay. going to talk about it um also let me say this uh, we're going to let Joey, mm-hmm. in honor of his return to the show, start off with one of his topics, um, which I don't know. Should we do that, Joey? You think yes, we do? should. And I'm going to start the show off right. So here we go. No, no, no. We're not getting there yet. I'm oh, just saying that there. is what we're going to do. Oh, okay. Uh, we're also going to let you pick a song at the end of the show. Aaron, I'm so uh, excited. Andy generously allowed you to, uh, Thank you to do that. You're welcome. I had a good one for this week, but. That's fine. All right. We'll just save it for next week. That's yep, not a problem. We will. Uh, so, Joey, you save that. I'll ask yes. you at the end of the show what song you want to go do. We'll let you start in a second. Oh, not, oh, not to cut you off, but um, I think on a Sunday, I might bring in a guitar or two and one of my older amps and maybe just a couple of pedals and set them up in here and uh, record because I don't have a laptop right now, as you know. So um, I was going to install Ableton on one of these computers and maybe just come into the studio here and record and just 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 for fun, just because I've been coming up with some new guitar songs and uh, I figured why not like check out what it sounds like in a studio as opposed to my room. So I uh, so maybe next week I can play some live music. Awesome. That'd be cool. Yeah. Maybe do the intro live or whatever. We'll figure it out. But uh, great. That sounds terrific. So, like I said, Joey, you'll start with, off with your topic. But before we get into that, what I mm-hmm. want to do, we got I got a tweet uh, from this guy Joe Pierce. It's at underscore Joe underscore Pierce. Super supportive. Underscore. Very supportive. Thank you, Joe. Uh, you made a mistake with that Twitter handle. That's too confusing. But I love you, and I appreciate mm. it. He tweeted a, a graphic to me, and he, he said, you know, I'd love to see you guys talk about this on the show. What, what do you think about this? So, and he also sent an email that I'm going to use to transition later into the uh, Snowden WikiLeaks story. So we'll get to that. But I just want to read uh, this graphic. We can have a little discussion about it before we get into your topic, Joey. How's that sound? Sounds great. All right. It's, um, the quote is, what they did not want you to ever find out is that your generation, the generation born between 1980 and 1995, actually outnumbers the baby boomers. Oh, wait, what? They knew that if you ever turned your eye towards political reform, you could change the world. They tried to keep you sated on vapid television shows and vapid music. They cut off your education and fed you brain candy. They took away your music and gave you top 10 pop stations. They cut off your art and replaced it with endless reality shows for you to plug into, hoping you would sit quietly by as they ran the world. We as a society are only as strong as our weakest link. Give them hell, kids. I agree. Well, here's what I'm going to say. I like the sentiment uh, generally. The question is, who's they? You know, like it puts out this they of like, there is this, and of course we talk about it, the corporations the, well, yeah. and the very wealthy people run the world. Right. But this is sort of like this faceless day of like, oh, this endless control, which I, I don't go for necessarily. But. No, I don't either. But this idea, I mean, everything she just said makes sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's oh, yeah. No, you think back to like the 50s and 40s of these kids who were way younger than us, probably 18, 19, being like, okay, I have to, you know, I have to find a job. I have to, mm-hmm. I have to start a career. I, I'm going to ha- want to have a kid in, in a year or two, or maybe even this year. Maybe I even have one on the way. 
You know what I'm saying? Like there yeah. was that attitude of like I have to go out and fend for myself. Where now there's this attitude of because we watch all these reality shows, it's the attitude, oh, is, oh, of course, mine must be coming next. Not necessarily my reality show, but all these millionaires and everything. It's, oh, I'm sure it'll work out for me at some point. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I hear that point. I think that that is the idea of the American dream, the idea where everybody's going to get rich, everybody's going to be famous or whatever. Quickly, too. Quickly, yeah, with with very little work. It's like, oh, I'm just who I am, so people are going to pay attention to exactly. it. Exactly. But the the real thing is, with the American dream, like as it was first portrayed to everybody, it wasn't it wasn't that. It was you can have a family, mm-hmm. you can have a house, like you, you have a, a good standard of living. It's not a crazy amount of money. It's an amount of money that you can live on, you can be comfortable, and you can be happy, you can raise your family and yeah. take a vacation right. or whatever. You're right. That idea has morphed into, oh, I'm going to be Kim Kardashian. Or I'm going to be that, that's Dan Bilzerian or whoever. Yeah. It's it's this idea that, oh, as long as I keep, you know, watching these shows and it just fills this false hope to to everybody. And I think that's can be contributed to why voting has gone down mm-hmm. to why, like, there's no real push against politics because everybody is laying back watching these shows or not watching these shows, whatever. It's Zoning just our out. American culture today is that, oh, I'll make it someday. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing is this whole I'll make it someday. Right. And 90, fuck, I don't know. I don't know the exact percentage, but probably 90% of people won't. That's higher than that. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, I, I take it from this perspective. You're right. I mean, I think that it, it gives a false narrative to people and it, it makes them have these weird thoughts about where they're going to end up in their life. I look at it as, yeah, they, the the lack of art, the lack of culture, you're just being fed kind of this corporate, very sterilized uh, version of things. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. When you really want to talk about where the United States has gone awry, why voting goes down or why different ideas can't take hold. It's because nobody's actually learning things. We, you go to college, it's this ultra, uh, politically correct stuff where you from a textbook from a textbook, but you can't even have a debate about things because certain words are taboo. You're not allowed to say them. So that stymies any kind of actual debate that you're going to have or conversation about things. You're not learning art, like actual art, dangerous ideas, things that you have to kind of grapple with and deal with. Everything is sort of uh, this prepackaged kind of corporate mm. model, and that is the biggest issue because then when you want to actually have a debate about something or have a disagreement or whatever, you have you don't you have, have the tools to in your with. toolkit, right? You have no way to actually combat these things. Now, question for you: Do either one of you had chills when you heard that? Because I got chills when I heard that. I'll be um, with you. Well, I, re- I mean, I read it a couple of days ago. I. I I did maybe not chills, but I know maybe what you mean. Chills. It's like yeah. I, I, re, I, I you read the it. thing that we outnumber the hell, baby kids. boomers. Yeah. yeah, like give them hell. Yeah, the but again, the only way that we're going to be able to give them hell and like take advantage of the fact that we outnumber the baby boomers is that you have to put in the work yourself. You yes. have to read. You have to learn history. You have to have. We have to get involved. Yes, and, and you have to get involved. And yeah. that's not a big part of our uh, of the American. Well, it's a necessity. Pop popular no. culture is not no. getting involved. No, it's staying at home watching that goddamn TV. Right. Exactly. Or you just tweet about something. Or you, or t- oh, yeah, or you tweet, or you about, tweet it. about it. Right. 
And you have these accounts and these Instagram accounts where you feel you're making a difference because you have 3,000 followers and you get, you know, 2,000 likes because you're a girl half naked and then underneath it you write some, like, deep quote. <laughs> and yeah, it's just deep like, Hashtag blessed. Yeah, <laughs> hashtag blessed and hashtag, you know, get the message out. It's like, yeah, that's... People aren't liking your picture for get the message out. Yeah, I mean, it's the, it's the, well, absolutely. I mean, it's the idea of, uh, it's like an esoteric thing. And we talked about it, I think, a couple of weeks ago with the, uh, the paintings or whatever in Qatar. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's people buying culture. It's not actually being cultured. It's not having an understanding of how the no, world it's owning actually it. operates. Right. It's, it's, well, right. It's buying culture. It's yeah. owning, um, a degree of, of knowledge, but you don't actually have that. You didn't, you don't know why you like that painting. You just go, Oh, it's really expensive. I bought yeah. it. It's like, that's, that's sort of the thing. It's, it's ultra consumerism gone awry in America. And, I, and that's yeah. why, that's how I kind of relate to that, uh, yep. that mm-hmm. saying. So anyway, Joe Pierce, thank you, sir, for that. We really appreciate it. And we appreciate your support. You always, uh, tweeted us and it's great. Yes. Thank you. Um, and again, we're going to read your email in a little bit. So, all right. I just wanted to start off with that. Uh, Joey Noe. Yes. Please uh, kick us off, sir. All right. So my topic is apparently, believe it or not, we're in the sixth mass extinction of this uh, planet Earth. God, I want you. What? A report led by three U.S. universities include Berkeley, mm-hmm. Stanford, and Princeton. So we're talking about, you know, like yeah, Ivy top, League schools. Top, top level schools. They yes. probably know what they're talking about. Sure. So the research has discovered that a number of these species have died out in the last hundred years. Under normal circumstances, meaning not human intervention, it would have took 11,400 years to have happened. Right? And it happened in 100 years, you're saying? Yes. I'm of the belief that um, within 100 years or 100 or 200, right. we'll see like a massive like world-ending... Like uh, extinction event? Extinction. I mean... Does it? I don't know if it gets into this uh-huh. article that you're you're talking about or whatever. But yes. the the bees disappearing, colony collapse disorder yes. is a huge goddamn problem. If the bees disappear, humans will be gone in a hundred years. Yeah, because it gets rid of all the flowers, the pollination, the right? Plants. All our fruit, vegetables, yeah, all that stuff. It, it relies heavily on that. And plus, with all these oil spills and things like this, polluting the ocean, we're going to run out of fish. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, does it get into that? Or are you going to it, do- it does for a little bit. So at the rate that the last 100 years has happened, it's 114 times quicker than it should have been. Right. That's stunning. But but not surprising. Is it surprising? Leading causes, as you mentioned, pollution, carbon emissions, habitat loss, because you know how we love to cut down the jungles. Oh, well, yeah. And actually, I watched a Vice uh, episode a couple of months, maybe a month ago, about the palm oil plantations, these illegal palm oil plantations they have in uh, Latin America. They are destroying um, the rainforests and different like jungle areas to get this palm oil, which goes in cookies and things like this. Uh, but it turns out we get a lot of like um, antibiotics yeah. in those jungles. That's I saw the only one place you can find them. where they were uh, cutting down trees for uh, what they put in ecstasy. Oh, Did you oh, ever God, see what? that? No, I haven't seen yeah, that. Yeah, there are these giant trees and they're cutting them down uh, in... I believe Ecuador or somewhere like that. Right. And uh, yeah, they're cutting down these giant trees, which are huge for like sustaining life, bird life and all this and that. Yeah. And they're cutting them down basically to extract the oil out of them to make into ecstasy. 
Great, great. Something yes. a lot of people don't even realize. Oh, little Joe Harari popping in. Sorry about that, but no. something a lot of people don't realize. There's a lot of indigenous tribes yeah. in, the, in yeah. the jungles that haven't even seen humans before, yes. other humans before, and now they're just like going in, like, "Hey, what's up, guys?" and just chopping down everything and just oh, ruining God. their whole culture. Yeah, like these are people that have not been, you know, influenced by any outside influences. Oh, at all. Holy fuck! And that's this why is wrong. And that's, <laughs> it is wrong. Joe, that's when right. you want to see the guy running, running to the creek. With like twelve arrows in his back, yeah, and he just falls face first. Jock, the start water. the plane. Well, yeah. the, Jock, start, start the plane. plane. Yeah. The, the thing that I think about with that, like with the indigenous cultures, where we're going in and kind of ruining these people's habitats, ruining their way of life, and kind of exposing them to our world much faster than they should be, even if at all, yeah. is that that's sort of the like if the system was set up properly to respect cultures respect the planet yeah that wouldn't be an issue we we would know like yeah oh these people are here the fact that we do intrude on them and then we interrupt their way of life just shows you that the system is all backwards like there there is a a alarm system in place and the alarm system is these people who are vulnerable and we don't give a fuck that's that's the most telling aspect of the whole thing now I also have a quote because you know how much I love quotes. I love, yeah. So our quote is from Gennaro Sebelis. Okay. I, I, I can't do names. He's a professor. <laughs> he's a professional <laughs> professor at the University of Mexico. Our activities are causing a mass loss of species that has no precedent in the history of humanity and a few president, uh, pre- precedents in yeah. the history of life on this earth. For the most part, the mass extinction everyone always refers to is the one that happened 65 million years ago when a huge meteorite hit the planet. And hurt all the dinosaurs. Yes. What a shame. Uh, So we like to go big or go home. So since 1900, of the species that we have lost in the ecosystem, they've either been on the top or the bottom. Oh, okay. Meaning we're fucking up the whole system. So it's no one in the middle. It's not people like... There's a few creatures that you could miss and get away with, but we're destroying the important ones that everybody either is on top or on bottom. Right. So the the massive predators eat the ones on the bottom, and the yep. ones on the bottom provide nourishment for nur- the big guys. Exactly right. So, okay. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, that's great. According to the International Union of Conversation, help me. I don't know. I can't see Conservation. Conservation? Yes. Of nature, also known as IUCN, says at least 50 animals move closer to extinction every year. Like what? Like tigers we're talking about? Yes. And there is one. like elephants? There is one that is on the top of the list. Does anyone want to take a guess which creature it is? The white rhino. Oh, rhino. The lima. The lima. The lima. Really? Yes. That's sad. How? That Why? Is. I don't know. You're the one telling the story. I don't know. By the way, in case anybody didn't notice, we got a couple more sound clips for the soundboard. I'm very excited about it. Uh, maybe we'll play those in a little bit. I, I have been. I've been peppering them in. What's number two? I don't have that. Yeah. I just had number one. The but Lima. I, the Lima. But I'm assuming the right rhino, one of the tigers. Wait, Lima or Lemur? Lemur. Lemur. Right, Not Adriana Lima. Lima. She's fine. <laughs> yeah, she's... A-okay. She will always be fine. So the lemur, the monkey. Yes, the monkey. The cute little thing. Well, because what about that white rhino that has, like, armed guards around him? He's the last, like, able to reproduce, hopefully able to reproduce. I, I don't think that has to do with the extinction event, right? That's poaching and stuff like that. This is yeah. specifically related to, like, oh, okay. to evolution. Okay. Evolution. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, all right, Joey. Well, I think you did a nice job with that. You, well, thank you. you. You're good? You got that? Yes. 
Um, all right. Well, that's terrific. So I think it's good. We let you start the show. You, yes, you, thank uh, you. And it's up to us to maybe make a few changes and not kill everything on the planet. Yeah, I agree. Sure. Can I uh, just bring in one story before we start? Sure. I mean, we've started. I mean, we are here. Yeah, I, I know. Let's do it. Um, have you seen the new ISIS videos? Uh, no. I read about where they drown someone. Is that what you're talking about? Oh, I haven't. I didn't watch it. Yeah. Um, I was like, I know what that's going to look it's like. It's more, at, again, with like Hollywood set up uh, shots and all this and that. Right. Really? They, they drowned another human being? No, a couple. They four. did a couple people. Yeah, four. And they put them in a cage, much like they did with the guy they set on fire. And they lower them into this pool, and there are underwater cameras to watch these guys drown to death. What? Yeah. They have underwater, like, Underwater GoPros, cameras. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jesus it's Christ. like this Hollywood production. Why not just go swimming? Stop being an asshole. You live in the desert. Stop drowning people. Fucking. Have yeah. a fucking wow. pool party. And, right. um, and another, well, that is their pool party. Another they can make one, a music video. Another one was. Um, they handcuff these four gentlemen in a car like you can see them handcuffed up against uh the that little drop down thing yeah. for their clothing and then they shoot an rpg at it and it, oh the God. car just explodes well that's the, the be- that's a way be- i mean that's ridiculous but that's a way better way to go than the fucking drowning the drowning would be uh, it, yeah. maybe but you could be just burned alive in the rpg fire so what is the point of these videos? They're trying to... They're, it's intimidation. It's just another ISIS video. Jesus Christ. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, great. I mean, good start to the show. Listen, all the animals are dying and ISIS is just taking over. No, I don't good. believe that, by the way. I don't think ISIS is taking over. But uh, but they what they are doing is horrible. Little Joe? ISIS is actually like a like a common name, apparently. Amongst like people, yeah, I saw. I've never met an ISIS. You, you did have the well, Archer thing where ISIS, the name of the company yeah. was uh, ISIS. Yeah, uh, like uh, I was at a uh, in Jersey the other day. I went to the liquor store, and there was like you know when people are graduating from high school, they put like they write in like that weird yes. stuff on the car. Yeah. So it was like I guess a family, like two kids graduated. One was like Gerald, and the daughter's name was ISIS. I S I S. Tough one to have. Yeah. Congratulations, ISIS. I, that's exactly what I think it it's said. Easy's, but. Well, Isis is the um, it's a Egyptian god. Oh, okay, right. so, oh, that's right. Dying and reviving, right? Also, a pretty diabolical uh, hate group. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, all right, guys. So, look, I promise we have a number of stories that we're going to get into here. I think that was a nice start to the show. Good drop-ins. We, yeah. we switch it up a little bit. Usually, I start the whole thing. Yeah. You guys started. I think that was great. Here's something I want to get into. Like I mentioned, we have a couple of updates I want to get into. And remember, at the end of the show, we're going to have Aaron Friedman come on. We're going to talk about the Confederate flag, Charleston, and all mm-hmm. that stuff. I think that's going to be a good conversation. Freddie Gray's autopsy, which was supposed to be protected. They weren't going to put it out there. Magically got out. It leaked. And the Baltimore Sun reports that Freddie Gray sustained a single, quote, high-energy injury likely caused by a rapid deceleration. Meaning he's in the back of the car, like we talked about. He, yeah, he, they slammed on the brakes. Yeah, he's yeah. shackled. They uh, break really quickly. He flies off the seat, bangs his head in a high-energy impact, and fucking breaks his spine. State medical examiner said his death, quote, fit the medical and legal definition of an accident due to police failure to follow uh, safety procedures through acts of omission. So they didn't buckle him in and, and act, quote, an accident happened, but it's an accident they planned. Question, what is an act of omission? Like they didn't, they they know that if they put a guy in the back of the van uh-huh. with shackles on, they have to 
buckle him in. They have to take oh. all these precautions. They chose not just to. chose not to do those. Oh, things. okay. So okay. it's an act of omission. So it's like it's like uh, oh, I didn't lie to you. I just didn't tell you the whole story. Oh. it's the same same idea. Yeah. All right, so that's that's it. I just wanted to bring that up. Obviously, we're going to keep our eye on the whole Freddie Gray thing. Um, the next thing I wanted to talk about, we we brought this up a couple of weeks ago, the Seattle kayakers that were trying to. Were you here for this? For I was other? not. Okay, well, Shell is trying to send this thing called the Polar Pioneer okay. uh, up into the Arctic to drill, and it's going to be a massive disaster, basically. Yeah, we don't want that. Within no. 100 years, there's a 75% chance they're going to spill. <laughs> okay, so it's a terrible it's situation. A yeah, it's not a good idea. So... In any event, about a week ago, 24 kayakers, they, they were in the water. They were trying to prevent the polar pioneer from taking so off. So tree-hugging but in water. Yeah, basically, yes. Okay. So 24 kayakers attempting to delay the departure of Shell's polar pioneer drilling rig were removed from their kayaks by the Coast Guard and given $250 citations. Uh, they... <laughs> breached the designated 500-yard safety zone around yeah. the Pioneer. And obviously, they're trying to stop the thing, so yeah, they breached course. that safety zone. And they got pulled out of the water by the Coast Guard, and the Polar Pioneer took off for Ar- Antarctica, so uh, or Alaska. So me. that's it. So that's it. Yeah, they tried to stop it. They yeah. didn't stop it. And we are now, mark the date, mark the time, 100 years or less away from a massive oil spill in the Arctic. Yep. So why can't we send a, a small, like... Who we? Uh, Maybe the guy should send a boat, uh, the polar people, send a boat and block it off again. No, the polar people are the shell people. They're oh, the okay. No, it's are... not the polar. So the kayakers. The kayakers. Maybe what the kayakers should the upgrade. the shepherd people? Nah, I don't Why don't they go after them? Because I don't think they want to. Like, they're doing their own thing out there with the, uh, the whales With the whalers, yeah. but uh, I don't know. Well, anyway, yeah. So. I feel like I'd be like, all right, let's take a break because whaling season's done anyway. Like, let's, you know. Yeah, but they got their own business interests, though, that they're not trying That's to, true. you know, it's like they, they can't let's be. turn starboard and yeah, they, chase they, them. They can't just disappear off to Seattle, right? Yeah. So anyway, so the kayakers, noble uh, in their ways, did Thanks not for trying, succeed. Guys. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that's a little update on that. And then I just want an update on the TPA, the TPP. Uh, Fast Track Authority has passed the U.S. Senate by a 60 to 38 vote. Thanks, Obama guys. could sign it by the end of the week. So this thing that we've been talking about for a while, this Fast Track mm-hmm. up or down votes, no amendments, uh, passed. And it dramatically increases the chances of the TPP, which is this huge uh, trade pact around the world. Uh, it, it dramatically increases the chance of it being passed. Is there any way we can just sign a petition and tell tell all the elected representatives that we choose not to have them as elected representatives because how could you it's called voting but okay well we're gonna have to start voting better because i can't believe these people voted for that yeah i don't know if that's gonna happen yeah there's nothing you can do about that i mean we've been talking about it there's really nothing we're gonna be able to do about that yeah Uh, again it's corporate control over policy it is you know that's like we were talking about the stamp stampede that you get the money out of the game mm-hmm. and it's going to dramatically enhance our ability to stop things like this or get people out of office that we don't want there yeah. like passing this thing. But this is the situation we're in. They passed uh, the fast track and that's it. He's going to sign it probably by the end of this week. So no. we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, that's it. That's all I have to say about that. Yep. Okay. So the next thing I wanted to get into is this, uh, the council of Europe, which is a, uh, like a 47 nation. Okay. Uh, group that deals with human rights and whatever they're they refer to themselves as the democratic conscience of greater europe Ooh, i like that do you uh they urged the u.s this week to allow nsa whistleblower edward snowden to return home and make the case that his actions had positive effects um, See, it sounds reasonable to me 
of course. Uh, I actually have, okay, uh, on this, Snowden actually, hold on, I got confused. You know what? Let me read the email first. Okay, then read we the email. From Joe Pierce, and then okay. we'll get into this whole thing. Uh, Joe Pierce says, hey, guys, I've been listening since episode one, and this is my first time writing in. While listening to MSP34, you got to talking about Snowden again. While I agree that Snowden did the right thing, I noticed that Chris got irritated at the fact that many people believe these programs should be enacted, meaning the surveillance programs. As far as I'm concerned, I think that says everything about the state of our country. It is clear to me and from your data that most of the citizens of America wish to have some sort of surveillance, even at the risk of their own privacy. I would love to have a spirited debate on this, if you wish. Love the podcast and keep them coming. I'm actually a listener from TFM and have a much different opinion on a lot of things you guys say, but I still enjoy the podcast. Well, thank you, sir. We appreciate the email i love that uh people came over from tfm anybody else that did that let us know that's pretty cool yeah, thank you guys. and i also like that even if you don't necessarily agree with what you're saying i like that we're, we're at least hearing that the show is entertaining enough or whatever yeah. that you can kind of be on board maybe get annoyed with us yell at your computer or whatever <laughs> you're listening to that's fine but i appreciate it um what do you what do you guys think about this i mean I, obviously i kind of like gave my opinion on it when we were talking the first time yeah. i find it frustrating that snowden does this we know that these programs don't work. That's the thing mm-hmm. that's frustrating about it. These surveillance programs, like Snowden said, I think we played a clip a couple of weeks ago. You're looking for a needle in a haystack, but the more data you take, you're making the haystack exactly. bigger. bigger and you can't find that needle. It's almost impossible, which is the situation we're in. It's frustrating that people, I think, believe the programs work and stop terrorism, but it's pretty clear they don't. Uh, and that's what irritates me about it. To your point, uh, Joe, I think... Look, yeah, if people are going to be ignorant to these things and they want these surveillance in place, even if their privacy is at risk, fuck them then. Like, then, that's, then you get the government that you, you ask for. Yes. And that's what these people want. I'm against it, and I think the politicians should be able to see through this stuff and make reform for our own good, even yes. if the uh, American people don't want it. But it is what it is. Uh, me, always being the uh, devil's advocate, sure. I don't mind losing my privacy if it's going to at the end of the day if and only if at the end of the day it protects everybody it's used for the right reasons and there is positive outcomes then i'm all for it but if that haystack is that big shit's not going to happen yeah but and and that's right and that's a huge if and we know for sure that the way it's enacted now doesn't do that it doesn't it doesn't protect us the way we think it does it doesn't stop what it's protect you know claims to stop and yeah, and we know that for sure it is violating our privacy, mm-hmm. definitely. So, uh, you know that that's how I feel about it. Yeah, it irritates me, and and but yeah, at the end of the day, I guess if the if the polls are going to reflect that people think that the surveillance program should be in place, then the politicians should just keep them in place. Oh yes, they're, yeah. they're, if you're governing by poll, which seems like is what they're doing, then yeah, they're making the right choice. It is the wrong choice ultimately, but polling data suggests exa- yeah. exactly exactly right. exactly. So, um, all right, that's how I feel about that. Now, let's get into the Council of Europe thing. And then I also have something about WikiLeaks that's interesting. Um, basically, what the, uh, the Council of Europe says is that their 47-nation parliamentary assembly overwhelmingly passed the revolu- resolution calling for Snowden to be allowed a public interest defense, oh. which is not available to people charged under the 1917 Espionage Act, which is what Snowden was charged with. Okay, see, see here's my issue. We're in 2015. Why the fuck hasn't the law be re- rewritten since 1917? Because it works. 1917. Because they're using it to because their Because it works. Yeah. How? 
Well, it works to keep whistleblowers quiet and then okay. keep saying nothing. Okay. Okay. I'm saying it works for the government. It's not. It's it. not so, it. so what you mean to say is it benefits those who it's supposed to benefit, so they left it in place. Yeah, of course. Why okay. would they change something that works? They can go back, use this old statute, and Snowden literally can't. He, I have a quote from him. He goes, it would be committing a crime by discussing my defense. Yeah. Oh, shit. He can't say I did X, Y, and Z to benefit the people of the United States. Oh, because, because he's guilty. Because you, he's saying oh, I did that. He's not allowed to, to say what he did. Do you think he's ever going to come back to the U.S. And, yes. and do a trial? No. No? No, I don't think so. You think he's going to be in the wind for the rest of his life? How old is he yeah. now? Uh, 40. No, no. He's, no, no. He's got to be 30s. He's ba- Yeah, I mean, he's... Oh, no, 30s. He's I'm, young. He's I'm thinking of Assange. Um, right. But no, I don't think he's ever going to be. Back. No, he's probably like 34. Yeah, he's young. He's he could young do it guy. in the next 10 years. Uh, the other thing that he had to say, because he spoke to this assembly via Moscow. He was on video chat. Oh, Skype again? After they passed it. Yeah. yeah. And he says, I think it's incredibly strong. It's a major step forward. If you can't mount a full and effective defense, make the case that you are revealing information in the public interest, you can't have a fair trial. Correct. And yes. that's why they charge him with that. And he can have a fair trial, which is why I think he'll never be back. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's going to come back. He knows he's going to prison. It's not. Yeah, it's it, true. There's you know, no other way around it. Right. At least doing life. So how would and you guys do it? And possibly death row. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and that's the thing. I mean, I think I think if they were willing to change the the charges or give him the ability to actually defend what he did in a realistic way. Yeah. I think he might come back because I think he can, he believes strong enough that he can make the case. Well, and then he'd be willing to at least take uh, that chance. Uh, question. You know? Well, and I think with a jury, there would be at least a possibility to make that case. Maybe, but then we talk about that the polling data shows that people think that the surveillance programs work and are fine. Well, well, what, wait, 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 well wait, and wait. where would he be tried though? In Washington? I don't know. Federal court, yeah. Well, it's, it all depends on his yes, jury hold on. of his of his peers. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I don't even know if that's how it would work in a in a federal case, like how how they would go about prosecuting him. If it'd be a special thing where it would just be a judge or an arbiter, who knows? Mm. Here's a question. This might be coming out of left field and might be cray cray talk, but I'm just going to throw oh, it out there. Cray cray talk. Uh, you say. As everybody knows, the president on his final term has this thing called a presidential pardon. Oh, yeah. Good luck with that. And because Obama is, you know, trying to build a legacy with the current uh, administration and all, what if he were to presidentially pardon Snowden? Um, nope. I mean, it's a cute idea. I think it's so unrealistic. It's so crazy. Unrealistic? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I just don't see it. And I don't think that I, personally, I don't think Obama thinks he's doing the wrong thing with this. I, I, he's hmm. he's actively gone after whistleblowers. He's tried to silence them. I, I don't think he has any interest in um, in pardoning Snowden. I think he's probably pissed no. at Snowden. I, I, okay. I really don't think that's realistic. It, it, was, yeah. just, it was just an idea. Out of no, no, you're right. I'm, but I really don't think that's even close to possible. No, I don't think so either. Okay. Um, so anyway, that's just something I wanted to bring up um, to show that there are groups out there, particularly in Europe, that are defensive of Snowden, are obviously... Uh, with the cause of what he did. They they think that the guy is a hero, like we always say he is. He's not a traitor. And I think it's important that the idea is out there, that it's not just a clear-cut thing where, oh, he's a bad guy, he did this and that. No, there's plenty of people around the world. There's a 47-nation coalition. Yeah. They they support the guy, and they think he should be able to defend himself yeah. at the very least. Yeah. Um, on top of that, WikiLeaks this week uh, unleashed a 
ton of cables from Saudi Arabia and, mm-hmm. and United States and France and all this stuff. And it turns out that the United States has been spying on the last three French presidents, including their cell phone conversations, recording them and listening to their conversations. Jacques Chirac, Nicolas Sarkozy, and, Ola, and uh, Francois Hollande, who's the current... Why uh, is it always do as I say and not as I do? Why is that? Well, because we run the world and it's okay. it's easier to... Uh, Keep tabs know. on everybody? Yeah, of course. I mean, it makes sense kind of from, a, from our perspective to want to know what they're talking about behind the scenes and all this stuff. But... They're an ally of ours. This is this is the thing that bothers me about mm-hmm. it, uh, yeah. like more than anything. They're an ally. They're an ally of yeah. ours. Yes. Why why do we have to spy on them? Why can't we just have a conversation? Because we don't with them? trust them, right? Yeah. Or why can't we spy in another country? <laughs> Not ours, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. So there's so anyway. So we've been spying on the I, last I three know. French presidents, and uh, don't be distracted, guys. There's people walking around. It's okay. It's all good. Yeah. There's <laughs> people fine. in the studio. What's going right on, man? Now? Um, in any event, hey, so yes, yeah, so we've been spying based on WikiLeaks on the uh, the last three French presidents. People dropping stuff. Uh, we were also spied. We were all spying on the cabinet members and the French ambassador to the U.S. Oh, that's good. That's not a hundred percent clear, but it seems like we're doing that. Yeah, so anyway, probably. so think about what we're doing to our allies, what we do to our own citizens. What are we doing to people that we don't get along with? Right. Like water, how are water. we sabotaging? Well, right. Exactly. We know we were torturing them and all this stuff. So it's like you put the pu- pieces of the puzzle together. It all makes sense. Like, I don't, yeah. know, I don't know how people can look at it and be like, well, I'm not sure about it. No. All the pieces of the puzzle are there. You just have to, you know. You got to fit them together. Fit them together. Exactly. How many how many pieces do you think the puzzle is? Oh, uh, Joey, I don't even know what, what how to answer that question. Okay. Um, all right, so that's basically <laughs> it for that. Um, I got a couple more things to get into. Again, the Taylor Swift thing, we're going to do the Obama on WTF, and then we're going to bring Aaron in, and we're going to talk about the Confederate flag in Charleston, because I yep. have some good quotes about that and, um, you know, some details yes. that we're going to get into. So here's our friend Taylor Swift. T-Swift. This week, uh, Apple Music uh-huh. uh, announced whatever they were doing, that they're going to have a three-month free trial for people and during that trial they were not going to pay the artists whose music they'd be streaming that's not right well okay so that's you agree with taylor yes. swift taylor swift came out and on her tumblr posted a, a thing said to apple love taylor in oh which, the open letter right an open letter yes. well it's not an yes it's an open letter right but it's directed at apple and it's a little bit long so bear with me but i'm going to read i i have Parts of it that I think are relevant. We might as well uh, hear what she has to say, and then we can just talk. Oh, about are you going to read it in a funny voice, or are we going to do this seriously? <laughs> I'm probably not going to read it in a funny voice. No, I think okay. I'm just going to read it. Uh, Taylor Swift says, I write this to explain why why I'll be holding back my album 1989 from the new streaming service, Apple Music. I'm sure you are aware that Apple Music will be offering a free three-month trial to anyone who signs up for the service. I'm not sure you know that Apple Music will not be paying writers, producers, or artists for those three months. I find it to be shocking, disappointing, and completely unlike this historically progressive and generous company. Yeah, unless you work at Foxconn and you try to jump yourself out the window because your life is terrible. Uh, (laughs) This is not about me. Thankfully, I am on my fifth album and can support myself, my band, my crew, and entire management team by playing live shows. This is about the new artist or band that has just released their first single and will not be able to pay for its – will not be paid for its success. This is about the young songwriter who just got his or her first cut 
and thought that the royalties from that would get them out of debt. This is about the producer who works tirelessly. Okay, blah, blah, blah. These are uh, not the complaints of a spoiled, petulant child, which I find interesting that she would defend herself as not being a spoiled, spoiled petulant child. Like, You're why bother including gu- it? Guilty conscience, yeah. Uh, these are the echoed sentiments of every artist, writer, and producer in my social circles who are afraid to speak up publicly because we admire and respect Apple so much. We simply do not respect this particular call. Three months is a long time to go unpaid, and it is unfair to ask anyone to work for nothing. I say this with love, reverence, and admiration for everything else Apple has done. Shut up. (laughs) Uh, I hope that soon I can join them in the progression towards a streaming model that seems fair to those who create the music. I think this could be the platform that gets it right. But I say to Apple, with all due respect, it is not too late to change this policy and change the minds of those in the music industry who will be deeply and gravely affected by this. We don't ask you for free iPhones. Please don't ask us to provide you with our music for no compensation. Taylor, first of all, Taylor Swift definitely gets free iPhones and free products. She gets free everything. Yeah. Uh, And I will say this, though. Apple, uh, in a series of tweets, responded to Taylor Swift. Eddie Q, who's the Apple senior vice president of Internet Software and Services, said Apple will always make sure that the artist, the artists are paid. Apple Music will pay artists for streaming even during customers' free trial period. We hear you, Taylor Swift and indie artists. Love Apple. And she responded, I am elated and relieved. Thank you for your words of support today. They listened to us. So huh. uh, yeah. thoughts on this? Andrew, I know this is kind of like something that's dear to your art music. So, No, not really, because it's just it's nothing new with her, especially with the whole Spotify thing. Like, See, this is the thing. It is kind of a new thing. And this how? Is why, well, here's why. Because with the Spotify thing, yep. she was making a point. She was saying, we're not getting paid for this. I'm not going to put my stuff out there. We're not getting paid well. Okay. But she didn't. But, I mean, I guess it is kind of the same thing, right? She pulls her albums and all her work off there, which is kind of the same point she's making with this. But she knows that if she takes her album off here, other people might follow suit. And it's going to... Like she knew that she had the ability to impact Apple by doing this. Spotify wasn't going to shut down because she took her album off. No, definitely not. But can she um, influence other artists? Yeah, definitely. So maybe there will be a problem. I don't foresee there. I mean, Apple is Apple iTunes. That's just such a strong force. I don't see them really being hindered. By anything like this, but yeah, but they but, did. I mean, they did cave to her. They said, "Okay, uh, little yeah, joke. no, they did." Go, God, Andy, you finish. I'm sorry. No, 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 they did cave to her, but I think it might just be because it's her. Well, mm. she put them in. It is definitely because it's her, and that's part of the other part of this argument. Like, is Taylor Swift like? She's gotten herself to a point where she has so much influence that it is literally just her. Like Beyonce, well, it was like, yeah, it was when she was like Justin Timberlake in 1995. You know what I mean? Like the, she the, arguably the, might have more power than that. I mean, she put, she put Apple in a super untenable position because she put it out publicly when she knew what she was doing. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. and they. Whether they wanted to or not, they had to say... They had to respond. Yeah, okay, yeah, we'll pay the artist because she made them look disgusting in public, she, which yeah. I got to respect. I, as much as I dislike some of the shit that she does and I think she's putting a lot of it on, I got to respect that. I mean, she went after a huge corporation that we know abuses workers in their factories and all this shit and has a ton of money. Fuck you. Yeah, pay the artist. And if that's yeah. what it takes, if Taylor Swift has to say, I'm going to pull my, my albums off and blah, blah, blah. 
Good for her. I got to respect her standing up to Apple and, and she did really good. putting them in yeah, a terrible position. You know what? Good. You're right. I've never stood up for her before, but she's right on this. She's good right. For and, her. and she got where she, like, good, she understands where her you, position Taylor is. Swift. Yeah, good for her. So, oh my God, reversing from our Taylor Swift capitalist pig position. <laughs> I think we're actually defending Taylor Swift on this one. Little Joe Herrera. Do you have any details on how the free trial works? No, I didn't really look into it because, too much. Because, like, like, Let's say it's a free trial. Uh-huh. Pure, you know, you sign up, it's free. You don't have to put a credit card down. Now these new music, uh, these new artists, the one that she's defending, are going to send it out to all their 50 friends, and their 50 friends are going to play it 50 times each. And now their Apple's going to have to pay out because... Yeah. Yes, good. Because, yes, Apple does have to pay. No, yes. I don't agree with that. Why? I think that's bullshit. Why do you think it's bullshit? Why, why? How much could because the Because now this new be? artist is making money off of, uh, for no reason. Uh, well, no, they're not making money for no reason. They're making money because no, they, they wrote no, us. No, no. They no. wrote a song. Apple has it in their service, which people pay a subscription for. Yep. And so those people. But no, they're that, not paying a subscription for. Not right now, but they're going to in the but, future. But they're if you're paying included. for it, then yes, then you should get paid out. That's how I feel. Right, but Apple will be making money based on the free sub, free. Uh, the free uh, trial period, they're going to suck people in based on that. Yeah. And they're using Tell people. That's not true at all. I, I, you know, I signed up for Hulu for the free week trial and then I was done. I got a free week out of it and I never went back. Yeah, but most people don't do that. Most right, and you people, know people sign gonna, up yeah. and then... People are going to sign up for yeah, Apple Music. Down. That's a reality. Aaron Friedman popping into the producer's booth. Well, uh, uh, th- uh, three things. One is that they, they, it's worth it for them just to get whatever they're paying out the artist that you're listening to over your free three months or whatever. It's worth it for them to get your like information, email, and shit. Sure. Uh, secondly, Spotify had something like that where they paid you like nothing. There was this band that put together an album of whatever the minimum length song was. And it was that length of silence, and they told people to listen to it on repeat while they while they slept. Huh. So they basically outsmarted uh, Spotify. That is a brilliant and then they move. Were like you, you guys do this, and then we'll come tour to your town. That is and, awesome. And they did that. And then the the third thing was, is this guy just was that the, was this the plan all along, or did she actually change it? It was it just poorly articulated on their part. Interesting question, and that that is something that I that I thought of. Right? Maybe she had some. That that's the thing. Right? It's either a really bold move on Taylor Swift's part, and really like uh, a pretty pretty good thing that she did, or right, Apple had it worked out with her, where it's like Taylor Swift challenges us. Oh god! We retort really? back to Taylor, and we have this little agreement worked out between us. Yeah, that possibility. Totally exists. A prearranged argument? <laughs> Absolutely, yes. Uh, like we're going to have at the end of the show. We've prearranged this uh, Confederate flag argument. Everyone should just be using Google Music. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, look, that's not. It, it is what it is. Or there's. I guarantee there's ways to get music for free. But uh, <laughs> we're not going to get into those. But I will say this I am kind of impressed. If we're not going with the Aaron Friedman conspiracy theory that perhaps Taylor Swift. Oh, why don't you just come? Why don't you just, just come on? Just, just come. come on the show. Just come. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, but uh, I will come on. But I, I no, I'm not not saying it's a conspiracy. I'm just saying that they were planning on paying artists all along. They just yes. didn't clarify that point. So she was outraged, and they were like, "Oh no, we were going to do this all along." Oh no, they were not. That that was part of the policy that they were not going to pay people for the free trial. But I, I thought you were saying that maybe they worked it out with Taylor Swift. Like you know, yell at us in public. It'll make everybody <laughs> look good, and that's how it'll work out. Yeah, if she really was like so uptight about it, she would go to title. 
that new Jay-Z platform. That seems like that shit's failing, though. It's going to yeah. fail, but that's the whole point of it is the, right. you know, it's uh, residuals on what you do for what you deserve. Well, that's, a th- I mean, look, uh, it's a calculated... So, like, if she really, really cared, she would have been on that press conference on that bench next to Dead Mouse and Jay-Z and Beyonce and Madonna, who else was on Yeah, well, uh, look, she's a, ca- she is a, bi- this is the thing, again, why she's we She's a chast- cash cow. She's a cash cow and she's a businesswoman. She knows what she's doing, and no, that's why the we people call. behind her are business people. I think that she's she a knows lot more savvy doing. than people give her credit for, which is why we called her a capitalist pig uh, months ago when we were talking about her. Yeah, she we knows did. what she's doing when yeah, she does stuff like absolutely. this. Absolutely, this, there's not a lot of risk on her part because people are going to go, "Oh, how brave of Taylor Swift! Amazing!" They're going to buy her right. album anyway. Exactly. So, okay, and they're just going to buy her album anyway. Yeah, that, yeah. That, right. yeah. that's it. Yeah, no doubt about it. So anyway, I just wanted to bring that up because I do think, you know, credit where credit's due. Taylor Swift did do a cool thing here. Maybe it was calculated. Maybe it wasn't. But okay, good for her. Joining us on the program a segment early, whatever, you're already here, uh, is our good friend Aaron Friedman. Welcome to the show, sir. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me back. Yeah, I know. We, I said at the beginning of the show, it was like the first time we had you, we were just doing a is, bit. Is my mic working this time? What are you talking yeah. about? That wasn't, <laughs> that wasn't a bit. Uh, is his mic working? Can you make sure that Aaron's mic? Yeah, because la- that infuriated me. That, that, <laughs> yeah, that was bad. The mic just wasn't on or whatever. Yeah. There was something wrong with the wire. But no, it just working. didn't get uh, recorded. Yeah, just didn't re- no, it was, uh That was real. It was not a bit. And uh, never break kayfabe around me again. Oh, I apologize. Yeah, you're right. No, well, we should have you back <laughs> on to talk about the NHL draft eventually. Uh, that yeah, takes yeah. Place on Friday. All right. Uh, so anyway, before we get into the uh, the Charleston, the Confederate flag thing, which is what you really wanted to talk about, um, I did just want to bring up that uh, Barack Obama was on the WTF podcast with Mark Marin, which just from a podcast perspective, I think is really cool. I think that that mm-hmm. like is going to put podcasts in a light that have, uh, you know, have they've yet to reach or whatever that sense to make sense. But yeah, I think it's going to make I think absolutely. it's going to put podcasts on the map in a way that they haven't uh, they haven't been before because. There's a lot. There's got to be a lot of people out there that know who Barack Obama is, but never listen to a podcast. But this might actually uh, put them in that realm. Yeah, I completely agree. And uh, we, we had this talk the other day off air. I thought a lot more people listen to podcasts than uh, you enlightened me to. You said maybe what twenty percent of people. Yeah, it's, yeah, a, it's, it, it's a much smaller number it's than you'd assume. A, yeah, obviously because we work, you know, we work around podcasts and we right, we're right. into it. But 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 with radio though, it seems like it's dying out so much. And uh, I don't know. I guess it's not. You know. Uh, we take the subway a lot and uh, we we take trains so we listen to a lot of podcasts this and that but uh, but there are a lot of people who drive and they still listen to the radio and I guess that's just I don't know I kind of that's lost, just how it works uh, out well like Sirius is in cars you know what I mean mm-hmm. like you get free subscription with that so yeah. people listening to that type of stuff they don't really have a reason to listen to a podcast necessarily but I think with the integration of like um, you know just being able to plug your phone in all that with stuff. the cell phone, Spotify yeah. is going to be on. I think there's going to be more like streaming podcast services that are going to be well, available. So, like when I wake up in the morning and uh, I'm downstairs making my coffee and uh, get my cram, uh, not cranberry juice, my grapefruit juice, and uh, yep. all that. I'm uh, I always have a, a new podcast going and uh, and I listen to that and it it just kind of blows me away that I thought way more people of our age group yeah, of were course. listening to podcasts. It just blows me away that you drink uh, grapefruit juice. Yeah, I uh, it's been a past like 
three week thing. It's uh, it's supposed to be really good for you. I can't sit there and eat the grapefruit. Hmm. Aaron so, does. I've witnessed Aaron it. destroy. Were there were there ads at the Mar- at the at the Obama WTF? There wasn't at the beginning. At the end, I forget who his ad is, but he said like, thank "I think you he for- did a Casper." No, I don't know what it was, but it was like, "Thank you for you know allowing us to do this commercial free," and he just did it at the end of the show. Okay, so. Um, uh-huh. Anyway, so I bring this up. Obviously, you guys should listen to it. It's WTF with Mark Maron with President Obama. It's a it's a good interview. But the the big takeaway that everybody took from it was that he dropped the N bomb. Obama did not Maron. That would have been crazy. <laughs> uh, and I have. It's not that big a deal. It makes sense in context when you listen to it. It's fine. It starts about the forty four minute mark. You can just listen from there. Uh, but I do have a clip of Fox. <laughs> <and> what? <laughs> it, it's just crazy that people care. Like, who really thinks this guy like has never said it before? <laughs> oh well, I'm glad you asked that question because go. I have a clip from Fox and Friends, which is why I wanted to bring this up, where they talk about this. And let's just listen to this clip, All and right. then we can discuss it. If you have something to say, we'll just pause it. But uh, this is Fox and Friends discussing Obama on the WTF podcast, and I, I love this clip. Well, let's talk about something that just came out. I did not know this, but one of the hottest uh, podcasts in the country is WTF uh, with, I think his name is, uh, is it Greg Marin? It's Mark Marone. Greg Marin. Uh, uh, okay, Mark Marone. Uh, the, <laughs> that, was, it. that was almost willfully ignorant right there. That's, yes. exa- that's why I Mark like it. Mark Marone. Right. They have zero. I like they're on television. They yeah. have producers. They have researchers. Nobody could get that right before the, they started. There was no young PA like our age to walk like, up it's and Marin. be like, "Yo, hey, it's uh, Mark Marin." <laughs> Not even this is their job to pronounce people's names all day. <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> like, hey, man, no, it's uh, Mark Marin. No, that's it. They don't know what's going on. So let's continue with this. They just want to get to uh, criticizing Obama. So here we go. The president had a chance to sit down and talk to him about race in America. We're going to bleep it out, but he uses the N-word. Listen. What, why? First of all, you little pussies, just, just play it. How dare you? You're going to criticize it, but you're going to believe it. Shut up. Racism, we are not cured of. And it's not just a matter of uh, it not being polite to say in public. That's not the measure of whether racism still exists or not. It's not just a matter of overt discrimination. Societies don't overnight completely erase everything that happened two to three hundred years prior okay so there's the president of the united states using the n-word he doesn't just say n-word he actually uses the word so today people are going to be talking brett about whether or not it is appropriate for the president to use the n-word and whether or not it is beneath the dignity of his office yes and those people are sitting on this couch right, <laughs> right now. now yeah we're the ones exactly. that are going to start that debate yeah. uh, okay. uh. <laughs> Yeah, I think he was uh, speaking on that that podcast that uh, is known for some crude language, yep. apparently, sometimes, uh, some, some salty language. language. Hey, well, it's yeah. the podcast is known yeah. for crude language. No, they're just not like babies and they can handle saying I really, I really don't think it is, though. I don't no. think anybody's like WTF. Oh, is that the one with the crude language? <laughs> well, first of all, the title's WTF, not what the fuck. Yeah. He actually <laughs> abbreviates it even in the title. No, of course. It's just they're having an adult conversation, and so sometimes they'll say fuck. 
it's not a big deal. All right. And, and chose to, to, to say that. I, listen, he is the prerogative, I guess, to, to uh, say those things when talking about racism from his uh, personal knowledge. And, and, um, and it has a unique... <laughs> They're just trying to get around being like, he's black, so you can say it. <laughs> perspective, obviously, as the first African-American president. But I, <laughs> I think um, it'll raise some eyebrows, and uh, you'll probably have the White House respond. Sure, I think yeah. many people wondering if it was only there that he would say it and not perhaps in a state of the union or a more public address he's <laughs> only yeah. doing this because he feels you know cloaked in the podcast that he felt safe to do it there <laughs> like yeah that. yeah some he people, was cloaking so, some people are, yeah. are concerned that yeah. he's, he's going to there he's going to start the state of the out. union address uh, oh, Jesus like Christ. get out of here you silly geese yeah he's fine there uh, it's, it's ridiculous so anyway so that that's it like he's cloaking yeah, there, there's it. nothing um complicated about that there's nothing controversial no. about it not at all he number one is a black man he can say it if he wants to and number two he was making a point it's not like he was just saying it gratuitously yeah i wonder uh if, if he's the first one recorded saying it in public well that I'm, I'm glad you bring that up too because actually if you google uh president saying and you write the word out there's tons of references to President oh, really? Lyndon Johnson when he was when during like the uh, the Civil Rights Bill would refer to it as the Nigra Bill depending uh, on where he was the no. Nigger Bill he would oh, act, really? yeah so it's like let's not pretend that they haven't said it Nixon used to say it and c- come on I mean there was a Confederate president you think he didn't say it once uh, in a while there, yeah there was a no, point where definitely. everyone before them so. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly so yeah the great point and that is out there so all right. Let's move on now to the Charleston shooting. I have a couple of things that I want to say about that, and then we're going to get into this Confederate flag debate, which uh, I'm happy to have, and I think, Aaron, you have some a point of view on this. Um, as far as the Charleston shooting is concerned, we're not going to get too crazy into it because it's been covered a bunch of times all over the place, and there's a ton of information out there. Um, I wanted to say this about Dylan Roof. I read his manifesto. He has a manifesto? Yeah, it's... Yeah, he does. Yes, he does. In my professional opinion, this kid is not... He doesn't You're sound... What? Uh, you know, as a as a guy that, you know, has opinions. This is my professional opinion. Okay. He doesn't sound crazy to me. He sounds like his, uh, his ideas are based around ideas that have been out there forever. Alexander Stevens, who was the vice president of the Confederacy. I have some of his quotes. I have John Wilkes Booth, mm. some of his quotes. Let me just read a couple of those, and then uh, we can move on. This this is what this guy's manifesto sounds like to me. It doesn't okay. sound crazy. Alexander Stevens, who's the vice president of the Confederacy, he says, Our new government is founded upon exactly the opposite idea. Its foundations are laid at its cornerstone, and its cornerstone rests upon the great truth that the Negro is not equal to the white man, that slavery, subordination to the superior race, is his natural and normal condition. This, our new government, is the first in the history of the world based upon this great physical, philosophical, and moral truth. So that's the vice president of the Confederacy. He's saying black people are inferior to white people, and that's what this whole goddamn thing is based on. That's the idea that Dylan Roof is putting forth in his manifesto. Let me just read John Wilkes Booth, a guy who I have a feeling didn't really like the idea of the slaves being freed, which is probably why he killed Lincoln. Mm -hmm. He says, uh, I have ever held the South were right. The very nomination of Abraham Lincoln four years ago spoke plainly. War. War upon Southern rights and institutions. This country was formed for the white, not for the black man. And looking upon African slavery from the same standpoint held by the noble framers of our Constitution. 
I, for one, have ever considered if one of the greatest blessings, uh, both for themselves and us, that God has ever bestowed upon a favored nation. Witness here, here, oh, I can't say, witness here for two, our wealth and power. Witness their elevation and enlightenment above their race elsewhere. Referring to black people, obviously. I have lived among it most of my life and have seen less harsh treatment from master to man than I have beheld in the North from father to son. He's saying that the slave owners treated the slaves better than the fathers treated the sons in the North. Uh, which I don't believe that yet. Heaven knows no one would be willing to do more for the Negro race than I could I, but see a way to still better their condition. So he thinks that them being in slavery, slavery is a way better thing than even being the son of a, uh, a person in the, yeah, because they're going to be taken care of better. Yeah. Because they're inferior anyway. Okay. Yeah. So that to me is what is being echoed in Dylan Roof's manifesto. Is he the first person to use that? Well, the, well, the, uh, the framers, the constitution own, own slaves. Like, is he the first one to use that argument? Dylan Roof? No, no, no. Uh, Booth. I don't know. Just in the opposite way. Yeah, uh, yeah. He maybe. would be one of the he first could be ones. The fir- yeah, he could be the first actual historical reference of that. Let me... This is what I want to do. Can't, because... I was gonna, God, Eddie. Never mind. I was <laughs> going to read a, uh, a long sermon, but... Oh, okay. Yeah, not good. After well, what you said. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I didn't know. I apologize. Uh, I, I was going to read just, I have a couple of the quotes of the victims that got killed. Their kids I and like wanna, their, I, their relatives. No, here's why it's, here's why it's important. Cause they deserve, don't they say boo. <laughs> uh, oh, this is before. Oh. He, uh, they no because they just, uh, seriously, they deserve to have their stuff out there. It's not graphic, Andy. It's nothing like that. They deserve to have their voices heard because yeah, I get it. But what, what do you get? I don't know what you're saying. No, it's fine. Uh, the sister of DePayne Middleton doctor, who's somebody that got killed, she says, okay. I'm a work in progress, and I acknowledge that I'm very angry. DePayne taught me that we are a family that love built. We have no room for hate, so we have to forgive. I pray God for your soul. May God bless you. She said that directly to Dylan Roof yes. when he was being arraigned or whatever. They had the opportunity to talk to him. Yeah, they talked to him through the... Uh, the closed circuit TV yeah. or whatever. Uh, Alana Simmons, who's the granddaughter of Daniel Simmons, said, although my grandfather and the other victims died at the hands of hate, this is proof that they lived and love, loved. Hate won't win. Felicia Sanders, who was uh, Tawanza Sanders' mother, said, we welcomed you Wednesday night to our Bible study. She's obviously talking to Dylan mm-hmm. Roof. Every fiber of my body hurts, and I'll never be the same. Tawanza is my son, but he was my hero. But mm-hmm. as we say in Bible study, may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> and the daughter of Ethel Lance said, I forgive you. You took something very precious from me, but I forgive you. Have mercy on your soul. You hurt me. You hurt a lot of people. May God forgive you, and I forgive you. That is so... That is like... First of all, that's Christianity. If if you want to like, yeah. if you want to talk about, oh, if that's ever Christianity, that's, that's it, it right there. We're yeah. we're anti-abortion, we're yeah. anti-game. Okay, that's Christianity. Forgiveness, looking at somebody that you don't have to forgive, and yeah. treating them with mercy. That's beautiful. I wanted that's to put it. that out there. Yeah. Um. Okay. One more thing, and then we can move on. There has been a mass shooting in America every 172 days on average since 2011. That's not good. Uh, and this obviously fits into that. Okay, that's what I wanted to say about that. Now, let's get into this Confederate flag thing because... You, it's like, you know those things about like we're this many days without like an accident or whatever. Yeah, workplace yeah. accident. This yeah. many without mass shootings. Right, yeah. It's been 140 days since somebody walked into a church and murdered a bunch of innocent, like, loving people. Um, yeah. So we, we got like five months then, right? Yeah. 
All well, right. yeah, if the yeah, average is full. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Get out there and have fun, guys. Uh, we'll see what happens. So, Aaron, you texted me the other day and you said that you wanted to talk about this Confederate flag thing. Why don't you tell me what you want to say about the Confederate flag? Because I have some quotes and shit that we'll get into. Yeah. Well, first of all, I don't like uh, us talking about this immediately after that. I don't like the way that this <laughs> look when I was in middle school, when I was in high school, this like oh, Confederate flag. Should they fly? It's been it's been an issue. Uh, I mean, always, because they've always, the flag, or at least since people have been talking about it, it's existed. Mm-hmm. And then I hate the way that these uh, things just become hot immediately. Right. Uh, like as a reaction. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Here, here, it's like, oh, now we're going to talk about it and we're not going to shut up about it. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I hear that. What's interesting is that this is the conversation that's taking place, which I'm not saying it's not a good conversation to have. I think it's fine. I think you're right. Yeah, in the uh, immediacy, it, it, there's going to be a lot of hate heated feelings about it and whatever it might not be the best time to talk about it but if we in america if we don't talk about it after something happens we You're never, never talk, about talk about it we just it. stop talking about it the interesting thing is that we haven't had a conversation at all about guns like gun safety and all this stuff that <laughs> we're that, just that like, gets put no, to the that's, side just tired of that conversation <laughs> yeah we're just tired of nothing happening so literally people are just like i ah, forget it we're not even going to have this conversation uh let's talk about the confederate flag how do you because you wanted it you were like you're not sure how we feel about it Why yeah you tell yeah, me yeah. You well i was really it? looking for a good argument because i'm friends with all these uh well like quote unquote liberals okay uh mm-hmm. and a lot first of all so many comedians who when when the seinfeld is like colleges are too pc like you can make rape jokes you can make rape jokes uh totally fine to make a rape joke and then this came out and they were like you need to take down the flag <laughs> right and, just the uh i mean if you're for freedom of speech you're for freedom of speech it's not it's not a conditional thing Hmm. Yeah, I hear that, I and that is sort of. I'll say this: there, it's been taken down. It's going to be taken down in a lot of places: the South Carolina State House, Walmart, Virginia license plates, Mississippi flag, Alabama State Capitol. Like it's happening. They're taking this thing down, and it seems like this is going to be the 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 end of this. Basically, I agree with you though. Like I am a, a big freedom of speech guy. I think if you want to put the Confederate flag up, you're going to look like an asshole. That's fine. You have the right to do it. Do we think that the freedom of speech should extend to statewide things? Like, should this really, should a symbol of what is essentially white supremacy be flying over the state capitol? I think it should be uh, a state referendum. I mean, either either just a straight up bill that right. they pass or, or a referendum and let the people vote on it. But either Why way, though? either way, it's not up to some dude in New York City to say, take it down. No. Well, what dude in New York City? What do you mean? Uh, yeah. All of my friends on Facebook. Yeah, but there's, a, there's writers all over the place. Tanahasi Coates, who's a guy that I always read, he has a lot of good quotes mm-hmm. about it, which we could or could not read, depending. But where was my question? Yes, Sh- um, shouldn't we put the flag in itself in context of what it's supposed to mean? Because to me, when I look at the Confederate flag, mm-hmm. I think it means states' rights and only states' rights. Though? Yeah, but that it, is not a supremacist thing. Do you, that, but in my view, in it? my opinion, in my opinion, well. Okay. If I was going to use the Confederate flag, that's what symbol I would host. For. Okay. Chris, how do you right. see the Confederate flag? Well, here I, I'm. I'm going to. I'm going to switch it back to Joey. Here's what I'm going to say. It's a state's rights. What were? The, what did that state write? What were they trying to defend by putting that flag up? In that context, slavery. I would believe. Well, that there's would only be the whole one point. context. Among, it's only among, among other things. It's mostly been used as a white supremacist symbol, like we just read the, mm-hmm. the vice president of the Confederacy. This kid who did the shooting is using that rationale of like white supremacy over white supremacy. So that's the state's right. They're they're fighting for their right to have slaves because they're subordinate to white people. So 
yeah, while it's a state's rights issue, it's like it's also a symbol of fucking hatred and keeping people in bondage, essentially, mm-hmm. is what it is. It's sort of the same. Because, I, again, I, I agree with you with, like, this freedom of speech thing. I'm torn with it. Because, I, on the one hand, I think, yeah, why should this thing be flying? It, it is a demeaning thing to uh, every black person in the country should look at that and, and feel a certain way about it. Like this is, this is saying that I'm subordinate to white people. Essentially that's what it represents at the same time. Why shouldn't the individual have the right to have that? If that's their point of view, well, not right? even should they, they do. Right. They, they completely do. And I don't, I don't, I mean, I, I think that, well, it does. It means it means different things to different people, but it could straight up be a flag of a dude getting lynched, and if they want to fly it, they can fly it. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a complicated one, but it's not though. Like at a certain point, you just go, "This thing should be in a museum. It should be part of the history." But it's a bad. It's a. It's, so what is, is the what, difference between it being in a museum, as you just said, and it being at my house? Uh, greatly displayed well i mean again you could have it at your house i think i i, I don't think that it shouldn't be at your house we're, we're, this is no, i'm not saying it would be i'm just asking what like well, what would museum, be the difference it's a, it's a piece of history it's a piece of right? history it's a, okay. the same way that you could go to uh, a holocaust museum or you could go to one of okay. our world war okay. ii museums in that context. there'd be some nazi stuff up Th- that's that's a, a different well, somebody story. somebody on facebook said yeah. this it was like a meme of like well, what would happen if they were flying the 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 Nazi flag in Germany, where it's straight up illegal. Right. Where the, yeah. And I was like, that is what makes America better. <laughs> really? No, right. really. That 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 that, that, that that you could fly any flag here, or burn it, fly or burn. Right. Yes, but I think as far as it being a state symbol, I think that becomes the problem. Then it's like we we can't. But then, but then it's that. I mean. Could the, the the alternative is what Congress says that on, that that you can't that no state can fly it. Well, I don't know if it's going to come to that. That's going to be the so. Thing, why right. was it been flying this but entire you, would you, time? Would you think that that you think that's constitutional though for Congress to say to, to for Congress to try to ban a state government from flying it? Um, I think I think it's not. Yeah, I mean, I think that Congress has done that. Uh, on a number of things, I think I think ultimately this might become a Supreme Court thing where they're going to have to decide whether it actually is freedom huh. of speech or because it is symbolic of something that is uh, a negative idea like white supremacy. I think that might end up being the issue. No, I don't think I don't think Congress is going to get involved with this at all. I think that senators and people have come out and said I think it's time to pull it down, but that still remains on the states to do that. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it probably is the type of thing where inevitably it, it's going to be taken down, where it'll just mean... Oh, I think it's going to be taken I think down it probably pretty means, quickly. Yeah. It'll, it'll, be, yeah. it'll mean it less be. to people. Uh, well, at, that's least the, the, at least the uh, positives of it or whatever. The, the legacy argument is going to mean less to people, I imagine, over time. Right. Well, and part of the other thing, it's like we, we do focus on it because it was part of the Confederacy, it was part of the Civil War, which had to do with slavery and all that stuff. But it did, True. this iteration of it, came out again it was gone for a while after the civil war there were some other iterations but this is the battle flag and it was used during civil rights yeah they yeah. it came back into the conversation it became a symbol of um trying to keep civil rights down Very you true. know what i mean that which is yeah which is an interesting aspect of it, it is interesting 
Well, it just seems odd to me that it took all the way to 2015 to anyone notice that the state was still flying the flag. Oh, well, but no, they I mean, that's it, been they out talked there about it and then yeah. they stopped caring. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's okay. been out there a while. This, this is, is the just first time we've had this conversation this way with, with like, the internet true. in this age. Right, oh. and which, which the, the, I will say this, the thing I do actually really like about it is it's kind of refreshing to see an idea come out. People be like, yeah, you know what? We should take that down. And it just happened. Like, it, it wasn't this massive debate. It was just like, yeah, that's it's, a, it's a dumb symbol. We should probably stop representing it you know and symbols that's what i mean the symbol is dumb yes yeah <laughs> period that that is true yeah i mean but what is the let me ask you this what is the difference because how far are we oh, we're about an hour and time we'll wrap up in a couple of minutes but how what is the difference between like a, a german parliament having the nazi flag up is like well you know people fought bravely for that cause so we might as well represent them in like a state capital like how, how do you reconcile that with because it's kind of the same idea if you have the confederate flag up how do I reconcile the idea? Yeah. Uh, I don't. They can't because they don't have uh, freedom of speech. So we're better. That's it. Yeah. I mean, it could, like, it could, be, it could be anything. If, right. But if, if they want to fly it, it's up to them. Yeah. I mean, I agree. But do you also think uh, that it's a good... I mean, I in, agree. In my mind, this, this is completely black and white in my mind. That, yeah, right. that I'm not... By no means also my... I get that it means no, like, certain things to certain it, people. Right. I'm not defending the flag by any means. I'm just defending the right to fly it. No, I get it. And I, 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 that is kind of how I'm torn about it because I am free speech like that. I think that you should be able to do it. And, you know, ultimately it'll be, uh, people will understand the well, argument. It'll get to a point it, where they go, I'm it, just going to take it, it down. In, in terms of like with the N word, people say you can't say it. We, I can, right. I can say it. I just choose not to because I'm not mm. a dick. You know, because yeah. people right. are like, when you say it, that upsets me. I will, and I would be an asshole to do it. So don't do it. Right. So I think you probably should be yep. sensitive to other people and not do it. But if you want to, you have that right, and I defend that right uh, wholeheartedly. Yeah, I agree. Well, and that's sort of the um, that it, that goes along with the PC argument and wherever yeah, where people so. are trying to say like, oh, you have to be accepting of uh, Caitlyn Jenner and all this stuff. It's like you don't actually have to be supportive of it. You you can choose to not be. But you would hope that the conversation and like the more information you get would well. There's actually a similarity I think between uh, Caitlyn Jenner and then obviously that what is that Dolezal or whatever. Yeah, Rachel Dolezal. Yeah, and then this is in terms of identity and meaning is uh, this very personal thing where mm. where you know you, you see this Jenner character you, you know you could see a man she could see a woman you can see racism they can see heritage right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and that's the other aspect of it. I think there's probably a good percentage of people that, you know, fly the flag because, it, A, it looks cool. Like, it's like a, it's a cool flag to have. And they're not looking at it as like, oh, I'm better than black people. They're looking at it as like something that is Southern pride. There's a percentage I'm pretty, pretty of sure that, there's you know? black people who fly it, too, no? Well, Kanye West tried to appropriate it a couple of... Uh, Did he really? Yeah, he put it on a t-shirt and he said, that's my flag now. Oh, my God. <laughs> which, I, which I really like. I'd be totally cool with that. But that begs the question then, right, should it be out if Kanye... If it's Kanye West has truly appropriated this symbol to be his thing, then it should be fine. Oh, all right. So, means- all right. So, here's a question. So, we can't fly the flag, but so if we have such negative feelings toward this flag how the hell on, on amazon it went up two thousand percent and so well, it's just, the same thing like gun sales go up why because you just mass. can't get it so everybody well, just goes out there tonight people just saw it for the first time they're like oh it's pretty <laughs> i've never seen this before it's pretty yeah right well yeah right what percentage of people because of this debate are like oh my god i didn't even realize that flag's really cool i think it's a I prettier flag than the stars and bars oh no that is the stars and bars. Yeah, then, the, uh, the stars and stripes yeah i, I mean I, well i like the symmetry i'm attracted to symmetry What's the matter? Well, we'll be done in a second. We'll wrap up. Uh, Andy's trying to pull the plug on us a little early. We'll be done in two seconds. Um, 
Yeah, that's another thing that I'm also torn by because I do graphics and I'm like a very visual person. The Betsy Ross got her ass handed to (laughs) her. Yeah, for real. The Confederate flag is like a very cool looking flag taking all, uh, you know, meaning out of it. And I'm going to say this and I, I don't, this is not defending Nazis or anything. The Nazis like symbology and like uniforms and stuff like that was impressive purely from a design point of view. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Like, I, I actually just respect it from a design point of view. But, I, of course, I don't support the Nazis. Uh, all right. So, anyway, I think that this thing is going to be taken down. Uh, like, I think that movement is kind of – that ship has already kind of sailed. And um, – oh, Andy getting it from the table. is taking a break. Okay. Um, I think the ship has sailed with the Confederate flag. You would probably agree with that, that this is probably already – Yeah. Yeah, like it's done. Joey, thoughts on that? Yeah. Well, I wonder just what the what the process will be for it coming down. As long as it comes down in the right way, that I think it's it's in this case South Carolina's decision to make. Yeah, well, and I think well, and it's interesting. I, that, well, I, Nikki Haley, who's the governor, came out and she said that she wants to take it down, and they have to have a vote, mm-hmm. uh, obviously, still to do that. Uh, what's interesting is the other states just popped up out of nowhere: Alabama, Mississippi. They're just considering changes on their own. Which is kind of nice. It's kind of nice to see that people are making the, that decision. You know? I think on one hand, nobody wants to be the last, but you really want to be the last. You know what I mean? Like if you're <laughs> no, you don't. Well, you, you don't, but you do. You, you, well, you want to uh, be in unison. You, you no, want to show. I, that, I, know, I get what you're saying. Right? It's like yeah, yeah, yeah we're taking it if down. You're going to fly it in the first place. You want to be the last one. To fly <laughs> right. Like, okay. Exactly. Right. And, so they can yeah. just brag about it. Like yeah, we don't fly it now, but you know, <laughs> Mississippi was the last one to have that flag up. Uh, like, like me and my flip phones. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Aaron recently, uh, well, this has been it's a while now. You just anymore, turned yeah. into your iPhone. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, thank you for joining us. Did you, did you have a good, you thought this was a good conversation about this thing? I did. Yeah. It was, you know, Monday when I texted you, I just wanted to just go off on it immediately. I kind of stopped caring since then. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we appreciate you joining us anyway. I think it was a good uh, discussion. Um, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, oh, Joey. Yes. So you're going to end this show with a song, is this yes, correct? Yes, I would. What song would you the like song to end The song I would like to end it with is by Saul Williams. I believe it's called Shakespeare Act 3. Shakespeare Act 3. Okay, I'm going to try to find it. We're going to put it on the end of the song. Nice. Good pick. Um, oh, my God. Uh, no. no, don't do that. <laughs> uh, thank you, everybody, for uh, joining us once again this week. Joey, it's awesome to have you back. I'm really happy I'm to see you. I'm glad to be back. Happy thank and you. healthy. It's good to have you here. Aaron, thank you for joining hey, us. Thank you for coming, me, fellas. Uh, do you have anything that you'd like to promote? You're good? You just Follow me on Twitter, at I'm Aaron Friedman. Perfect. Uh, if you guys want to subscribe to this program, you can go to soundcloud.com slash mandatory Samson. You can follow us on there. You can leave a comment on the SoundCloud page. We always answer them. It's great. You can go to dailymotion.com slash Labs. You can check out full episodes of this show. The link will be in the SoundCloud, but you can check out full episodes of this. All the other shows we do, you can go to Labs Live. You can watch the live stream of this show and all the other great ones that we have going on. Uh, if you'd like to get in touch with me on Twitter, I'm at Mansamp. The gentleman to my right is... Joey from Jersey. Jersey with the Z. Uh, Andy's at A underscore Lozy, L-O-Z-Z-I. You can also email us at mandatorysampson at gmail.com. And you can find me on all the other stuff, Snapchat, Instagram, whatever. I'm Man- Mansamp across the board. So thank you very much for tuning in. We will be back next week, and we will talk to you guys then. Bye.